I solemnly swear that I'm up to no good. Are you Tony Stank? Don't get technical with me. She needs to sort out her priorities. That's no moon. I can do this all day. Yeah, I know. So who talks first? You talk first? I talk first. Welcome to the A Plus Z Movie Review Podcast. I'm the A, that stands for Alex. And I'm the Z, that stands for Zach. And it's officially our Super Bowl season. Because <laughs> we don't have a team in the Super Bowl this year. No, unfortunately not. But we do have plenty of movies that we've seen or will see and that will be honored at the 95th Academy Awards where the nominations were unveiled this morning at a crisp 5.30 in the morning. Sunny, crisp 5 a.m. Pacific. I would not say it was sunny. It was quite the opposite, actually. Yeah, I was in bed. I woke up, turned it on, Disney Plus. Thank you for the stream on Disney Plus from Good Morning America, and and we were off. Not, they, they toned down the nomination announcements from years past, which was I think, good. I think this is the, I read this is the first time they've done it like that in a few years. Yeah, but the, um, the last time they did like a full thing like this, they had like bits and comedy routine. And it's just oh, like, God. and to, to one extent, it's like, yeah, don't do that. Just say the names. Just but, give me a tight half hour. But when I watched it this morning, it was also very much a thing of this was a ceremony that could have been an email. Yes, but we way, love we love Allison Williams. Love her to death. I think she's the most one of the most beautiful people I've ever seen. Could have been an email. <laughs> Could have been an email. Give give the list. Give Variety an exclusive, or or Variety and Hollywood Reporter. Turn it into a bidding war. I don't care. One of them gets the exclusive to publish the nominees, and that's that. Or just do it on your own website. I don't care. Either way, Riz Ahmed, uh, Allison Williams, in front of people, I don't know who. Uh, it was um, journalists, I believe. So the journalists were the one clapping for the I think, nominations? No, that doesn't sound right. I forget who. That sounds strange. Either way. Well, I mean, it was, they clapped for all of them. So it was like, it wasn't like a woohoo, my thing. It was just like a congratulatory golf clap. Some of them seemed more enthusiastic than ours. Well, yeah, you're going to get that. Either way. Um, but we got plenty of movies to to walk through today. And some of these movies we've seen, some of them we will see. And where will they see our thoughts on these, Alec? They will see that on our Instagram, a.z underscore movie review, and our Twitter, a underscore z underscore movie review. Yes. So, uh, broad picture. Uh, most nominations goes to Everything Everywhere All at Once with 11, followed closely behind with The Banshees of Inishirin. Both of those, the, the front runners, it seems, and in, in, has been for a few weeks, as well as a tie for second place with All Quiet on the Western Front, a German-made film of the World War I book on Netflix that has really gained steam recently and... Uh, you know, it's it's God, it's nominated an, for everything, just like not mm-hmm. everything, but like a wide array. The the foreign category, obviously, a lot of technical awards, uh, and then yeah, part of part of that best picture crop, which we'll we'll outline. But that's pretty impressive. Have you read the book? I read it in high school. Yeah, I don't remember a whole lot about I it. I remember but. none of it. It was like one of like. The one book I read that year, no, probably I think I read like two and a half that year, and that was one of them. <laughs> yeah, uh, but you know, from from all accounts, uh, a fantastic film, and uh, you can catch it on Netflix. We'll certainly get to it over the next month and change. Uh, the ceremony is March twelfth. Is that on a Tuesday? No, that is a Sunday because <laughs> the Oscars still technically has its. Uh, it's shine. Um, but all the way in March, I wish they would bring it in. Like, if the nomination, if they did the voting already, right, and then the nominations are out, 
do they do another round of voting? Yeah. After the nominations? They vote on the nominees. (laughs) Then do they need a full month? You know, people are busy. Is it just the fact that maybe people haven't seen a lot of these movies? There's a lot. There's a, I mean, there's, I can't tell offhand, but if you are contractually required to watch every single movie nominated and then in also judge said movie in multiple different categories, like how do you watch every, you know, everything everywhere all at once and not like, I, I can't imagine as a voter not having to watch that multiple times because in one instance I might be focusing on the performances while the other instance I'm focusing on more technical things. Yeah. I think uh, the way they do it too is it's not the full Academy that votes for some of these things. Well, right. Everybody like in their lane, they said it, they said on the show today that like actors vote for acting performances, editors vote for editing performances, but everybody votes for best picture. Right. And the interesting thing to note about the voting for the Oscars, and this I think will come into play more this year than in any year previous, the voting system, you're not just picking first. It's ranked choice. So you're picking first, second, third, you know, on the way down. So with some of these, you could get a situation where there is no cut first place, but there is a solid second place. Somebody got more second places than everybody else or more third places. And it all adds up to maybe an upset that in the It all adds somewhere. up to Coda winning best picture. Right, right. That's a perfect example <laughs> of, of that where like Coda, as we, we, we saw, you can find a review on, on our uh, Instagram. Um, it's a perfectly fine movie. It's very, very nice. It's a very nice movie. Leaves you feeling just good about yourself. I don't know if it was the best of all the movies that were out last year, but it's the most agreeable of all of them, right? I mean, yeah, I had a hell of a lot better time watching Coda than I did Hair of the Dog or whatever. (laughs) Power of the Dog. (laughs) But right, but that's a situation where like, I think from a technical perspective, Power of the Dog is um, a, a a feat of cinema, whereas Coda is just a really good movie that everybody liked. And it got Apple the Oscar before Netflix. And it got Apple the Oscar before Netflix. Uh, Apple not featured here. I think the only, the only purely streaming option is All Quiet on the Western Front. Um, and... I mean, everything and some is available. animated features. Yeah, right. Like, Pin- like Pinocchio. Pinocchio. Right. And the, uh, there's another one that's a Netflix. I don't know if it was exclusive to Netflix, but it's on Netflix. But even All Quiet on the Western Front still had a theatrical. It wasn't simply Netflix. Oh, that's really? just where oh, you can find it, that. I believe. But I also, I, I, you know, everything is streaming at this point. So a lot of these we can find at home. Um, Before we dive into the nominations, I do mm-hmm. want to talk about the show itself a little bit. Sure. Um, it's got a lot of work to do. I don't envy the person in charge of figuring out this award show because last year, of course. Slap included, yep. it was one of the worst, if not the worst rated um, mm-hmm. award shows or worst rated Oscars ever. Right. Like people just aren't watching. People do not give a damn. And I think they had an opportunity to fix that by nominating some things that they didn't end up nominating. Or maybe they think that just giving the cursory nods to Top Gun Maverick will bring in the, the casual person. I think that's going to help a lot. There are some more tangible pieces here in this lot. Like people are going to tune in to see if Wakanda Forever wins anything. People yes. are going to tune in to see if Top Gun wins anything. But I, I, I wanted to have this discussion once we get through all the nominees for Best Picture, at least, because you and I see a lot of movies, more, <laughs> more than the average person. And yet, despite our efforts to kind of be proactive, we've at least have seen, our finger on the pulse. We've only seen three out of the ten. I know. Which is like we, we thought we were ahead of the curve with some of this. And yeah, we did like trail off we, we missed got, a few we got busy you know it, it's just a you know as we as we said when we restarted this podcast the second time 
life gets in the way sometimes. So that's, you know, a a valid thing here. But we see more movies than the than the casual movie goer, the casual TV watcher that might turn it tune into the Oscars. And like I even I I was talking to my mother about this today. She the only movie she'd even heard of (laughs) is Top Gun. Yeah. And uh, she's heard of Avatar, of course, but she she hasn't seen it. But like for a general person, that's it. They might know Avatar, Elvis, Top Gun, but like the rest of it is just it's still that out of reach, independent, artsy stuff that has kind of alienated the casual viewer for a long time. And I think that's a problem. It is interesting. They've tried to fix, but I did think about this because I wrote I wrote down the list of all of the best pictures and then figured out how many we had to do. And I was like, wow, that's a lot more than I, that was literally my thought. We have a lot of work to do. Yeah. And um, it'll be fun trying to figure out how we see all those. But yeah. I think, I think there's a strategy you can, you can find play, like, I think I said to you that the hardest one for us to track down right now is everything everywhere all at once because everywhere I look you need some kind of showtime subscription which is fine but as you said because these movies are nominated theaters might be running a deal where they play all of the best picture nominees I know there are some there are some theaters I don't I don't remember if it's here or if my coworker was telling me about it when she lived in New York um oh they did like a marathon of like all of the shorts yeah the shorts the documentaries yeah yeah that stuff, that stuff does get put in because they do want at least there's <laughs> some access to these things. And even, you know, every, as you said, everything everywhere all at once, probably the hardest to find of, of all these right now. But it's still available. It's not yeah. like you can't not find these things. So that's good. And I guess in, in them giving this month plus of lead in, it gives people the time to go find these things and maybe educate themselves. But if nobody's ever heard of any of this stuff, <laughs> then, you know, how are you going to get excited to take on uh, women talking or Triangle of Sadness? Have or you heard like of that? women talking? Yeah, I have. But we also watch all the movies. <laughs> we see the trailers all the time. I listen to at least three different movie podcasts. We watch movie YouTubers like we're in that zone Maybe we where just, some other people aren't. We just aren't on the right frequency, clearly. We're still too new. I, I guess. <laughs> I guess. You know, we're not getting invited to, the, to the, the premieres, and we're not getting sent screeners quite yet. But someday. Someday we'll get there. Um, you ready to dive in? Sure. All right. We will start with the big kahuna, and then we'll kind of work our way from that. Because I think, you know, why, why, why leave you you waiting for, for this? Um, best Picture nominees in alphabetical order. They go. All Quiet on the Western Front. Avatar, The Way of Water. Banshees of Inishirin. Elvis. Everything Everywhere All at Once. The Fablemans. Tar. Top Gun Maverick. Triangle of Sadness. And Women Talking. Those are your 10 Best Picture Nominees, what's your initial reaction to that field? I think there's some definite contenders, maybe like one or two mid-table, and then the rest are like, thank you for being here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Here's your participation trophy. The thing to note with this year, or I, I don't remember if they started this last year, but I believe it, this year they started, we expanded the field after the Dark Knight fiasco, right, in 2008. And now this year, you're required to have 10. Yeah. So it's not just up to 10 like they had been in the past. There is 10 nominees. Now, this is the thing where I say, in theory, this is, they do this to say, hey, we're going to open up the field. We're going to be able to get some more popular things in there mm-hmm. and dragon people. They definitely but, did that. To some degree. But I think, I think even in a shortened field, Top Gun probably makes it. I think the problem for me is that, at least in the last couple of years, they've expanded the field, but it feels like they're just filling it in with more of what we had before. Yeah, that's a fair assessment. I, I think, personally, it's just too hard to tell right now because I, this, this sounds worse than I intended to, but I feel like 
there's potential that the of the three we've already seen, those are like not in contention. I right. Top Gun is not winning. No, the three the three Elvis we've seen, is not winning. Top Gun, Elvis, Avatar. Avatar, super not winning. No. Like it, it, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Avatar gets some of the technical things. I'm surprised that Top Gun Maverick didn't get nominated for some of the more technical things, and that's we'll get, we into, get into that. that. Um, and then Elvis. There's been this Elvis swell that I just cannot understand. <laughs> and I know what it, well. I wanted to get into. We did get some responses to our social media post, and one of one of you fine people uh, said that Elvis was was great. And I'm happy you enjoyed it. It's an enjoyable movie to an extent. It's not a best picture nominee. I don't to me. I, I just I mean nominee, sure. Win, I don't know. In in the full ten pro you know, maybe this I'll one give you probably nominee, satisfies like, your thing of like filling the ten. Like, oh, it was it it checked enough boxes. So let's just add it. Well, people have become so enamored with Austin Butler, uh oh, you know, in, in in the recent months. Uh, and you know, it's just, uh, I, I, we said it at the time. I just think it's, it's a movie that's way too long, way too frenetic. It's a little overstuffed. Uh, and I just wish they had more of Austin Butler just performing as Elvis and not so much like the frenetic jumping around of what he was doing, you know? And, and of course the Tom Hanks character is a problem, but you know, indeed. Um, so, uh, what do you, I mean, again, we haven't seen everything yet. I'm hopeful for a lot of them. I'm, I'm hopeful for everything everywhere all at once. I think it's, I think it's just based on hype alone, because this is like our great omission that we just did not get to. And, and to be honest too, I'm surprised that it is the front runner that it is at this point, because hardly ever do we get these movies from, cause this was released back in march or april and it's stuck through all the way to the end to be now one of at least the top two top three choices for best picture so i like you said clearly something we missed you know i wanted to see it it just it just kind of slipped away out of our fingers and now we we have to go search for it but i i want to find myself too yeah we can't count out all quiet on the western front just because of its swell no and it it picked up a lot i think Banshees of Inishirin, again, <laughs> just based on vibe checks. <laughs> um, that's a contender too. I've yeah. heard I've I've heard from a very reputable source that Triangle of Sadness is good. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Again, just based on vibes, I don't know. Yeah. Uh when it comes to best picture snubs, um <laughs> Are we surprised? No Babylon got nominated for Best Picture. You know what? A little bit. Yeah. A too. little bit. Only because of they love themselves a movie about movies. Yeah. Right? Precisely. Uh, and it's. Maybe they got that from the Fablemans. Yeah, that's true. Uh, you do get that with Steven Spielberg's life story. Um, I'm, I, you know, Babylon didn't get a whole lot of anything anywhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, we'll, it, we'll get into that. Yeah. So that's that's kind of interesting. Um. People thought that the Woman King was a contender here. You know what? At least I'm thinking nominated. back to like the random nominees from last year. Mm-hmm. Do you remember having to sit through freaking Nightmare Alley? Oh my god! Yeah. Yeah. Not a fun one. I think that I think I just that is another w- example of like we need ten. Yeah. Well, and you know, you do have those where you're sort of filling it, and then you have things like. Drive My Car, which I would have never seen on my own last year, but I was so glad that we did this to kind of reach out to watch that because mm-hmm. that was freaking beautiful. I want it. It was my favorite movie that I saw from last year's crop <laughs> and it, did, it didn't win. You know, it, it won its international feature, I think. But, you know, it was just it was one of those things that I I'm so glad that it, it allowed me to reach out. And I'm sure we might get that same experience with maybe something like Triangle of Sadness or Tar. Um, I mean, Tar is kind of led by a singular performance and, and, and so it brings that through. But, you know, we'll see how that goes. So that's our viewing schedule for the next month. 
like we said, we've seen Avatar, we've seen Elvis, and we've seen Top Gun Maverick. We'll so, see some some peripheral ones as well, just mm-hmm. some general categories that I'm interested in, plus some other ones that I've seen kind of pick up some steam in other individual categories, and that will, again, all be on our Instagram and Twitter, and we'll figure out some sort of fancy episode for that. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll, spread, we'll spread those out a little bit more. Um, all right, let's move on. We're going we're gonna to go from the bottom to the top here uh, of the list that we're going off of. Does that sound good to you? Mm-hmm. So all the way down to the bottom, why don't you give us the nominees for Best Sound? Nominees for Best Sound, All Quiet on the Western Front. I'm not going to read the names. No. <laughs> no, no, no. Don't, I no. thought about that during, for during, certain, during certain the one, announcement sure. today. I was like, why are they reading the names for some but not all of them? It's yeah. fine. We don't need to read it. Okay, no, sorry. Fine. Best Sound, All Quiet on the Western Front, Avatar, The Way of Water, The Batman. Hell yeah. The Batman, Elvis, and Top Gun Maverick. You know, uh, <laughs> look, I'm sure I've heard when it comes to like the war scenes in All Quiet on the Western Front, people are calling it probably the best war movie of the last 10, 15 years. So I'm excited to hear the, the, the pew pews and the bombs. Avatar. Meh. Yeah. I mean, That's it's a lot of water sound. Technically on a technical thing. Yeah. Sound is not what I would remember from that movie. No, I mean there was the the singing of the the, the whales. <laughs> That's about the it. The singing of the whales is not what I remember from no. that movie. Batman getting sound, I like, uh, but Batman <laughs> Batman is one that I'm still so disappointed it didn't get a score nomination that it wasn't yeah. even on the short list. Like when you come to the sound of that movie, like I think of the music more than the punches and whatnot. Um, Elvis, I mean, it is a movie about a singer, so it yeah, better have some good sound. Uh, Top Gun Maverick, it's a, it's a contender. I think, yeah, Top Gun. I think if I had to narrow this down, I would say it's between Top Gun and All Quiet on the Western Front. Not having seen All Quiet, but just knowing what I've what I've heard. Um, a lot of little little intricate bits and bobs and metal sound. Speaking of best original score, nominees for best original score. All Quiet on the Western Front from Vocal Bertelman, Babylon from Justin Hurwitz, Banshees of Inishirin, Carter Burwell, Everything Everywhere All at Once, Sun Lux, and The Fablemans, John Williams. This is Babylon's to lose, right? Yes. Like, it won the yes. Golden Globe. It- if there is one thing to remember Babylon for, it's the sound. It's the it's music, the, It's for the sure. music, the Absolutely. score. Um, and I if it's not Batman, turn, it better friggin' be Babylon. I wouldn't turn down a John Williams win. Never. I mean, the I, best news that we've heard from John Williams lately is that he's not retiring. He's walking back that retirement claim. Which is, he was going to stop after Indy this summer, and now apparently he's going to keep going. 92-year-old and still going strong. The oldest Oscar nominee ever, I, I think. We will not be able to uh, survive. Uh, John Williams' death. We have <laughs> talked about this. Like, who is responsible for arranging the 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 playlist it's, for John Williams' it's gonna funeral? Two-hour special. <laughs> like, and when they do the in memoriam at the Oscars that year, every no, not even just the in memoriam. All of the every all of song. like the commercial, yeah. the interludes, all of them need to be John Williams' score. It has to be for sure. <laughs> We've also done the John Williams Mount Rushmore, which we never, we, I, I don't know, we, we never get to an end of that conversation. So good for him. If he, if he does actually officially retire, maybe that's when we can bust that out. Yeah, maybe. All right. What's next? Next up, best makeup and hairstyling. And the nominees are All Quiet on the Western Front, The Batman, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. Elvis and the whale. Did the Batman get its nomination strictly for Robert Pattinson's eye black? I think, or his emo I think boy it's haircut? actually the penguin. Also true. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're right. Colin, hey, what are you talking about? Colin oh freaking Farrell just melts away into the penguin. You have no clue. Yeah. That's what that is. Yeah. I mean, these, these all 
have their... We've seen most of these. Yeah, in All Quiet on the Western Front, period piece, you do it well, you're going to get a nomination. Yeah. The Batman... You're going to probably win. The, the period pieces always yeah, do. The Batman we touched on just now. Black Panther, they've always gotten these nominations and always yeah. well-deserved. The makeup and hairstyling has been phenomenal for that mm-hmm. movie. It's gorgeous. Elvis, you made Elvis. You believable. made him look like Elvis. Yeah. This is kind of a tight category now that we talk about it. And then The Whale, you know, Brendan Fraser's prosthetics, I don't know if they were the best thing I saw this year, but it was certainly some of the more striking. I would say it definitely evokes something. Yeah. Like, you just, you feel things. Uh, yeah, a, t- a tighter category than we gave it credit for. That'll be a, a tough one when we do predictions, which I guess we have to, right? Yeah. Next up, uh, <laughs> one of the categories of things that we just haven't seen, we'll be surprised if we do. We will try, I guess. Uh, best live action short. We have An Irish Goodbye, Ivalu Le Pupil, Night Ride, and The Red Suitcase. Zero thoughts because I'm gonna you know. say Irish goodbye because I would like to just portray that in my everyday life. Yeah, that'd be nice. Uh, next up, best costume design. The nominees are Babylon, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, Elvis, Everything Everywhere All at Once, and Mrs. Harris Goes to Paris. Again, this is a category that Black Panther has won before. Mm-hmm. Um, and when it comes to costume, I mean, Babylon, again, period, uh, Black Panther, they've won, Elvis. They look like Elvis. They look good. Everything everywhere all at once. They do a whole lot of weird stuff. Go to a bunch of weird multiverses, so you got to look interesting and there. Mrs. Harris Goes to Paris is literally about fashion. Right. 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 It has to be nominated, <laughs> or, or you failed making that movie. Um, we've only seen, we've seen three of them. I would... I almost want to just give it to Black Panther again. Yeah, me too. Like, yeah, you know, just the, what they did with Nabor and, and all the Atlanteans was fantastic. Next up, I'm so glad I get to read this category because this is butthead. This this was the only fun thing that happened in this entire ceremony. It this was morning. hysterical. <laughs> Best animated short. Best animated short film. The boy, the mole, the fox and the horse. The flying sailor. Ice merchants. My year of dicks. The way Riz Ahmed read that, I listened back to it midway through the day. He really put some stank on my year of dicks. It was just like, oh. And then he followed that up with, an ostrich told me the world is fake and I think I believe it. Amazing. Fantastic. I, you know, if, if we do get lucky enough to have one of those uh medley of of short films played we have to go i need to know what my year of dicks is if if it's not like uh taken straight out of big mouth with all the (laughs) the the pet dicks oh my god that would be great what could it mean i i almost don't she's not going to the sporting goods store i don't want to look it up (laughs) i don't want to look it up i want to i just want to discover it whenever i see it I did see a brief clip from the boy, the mole, the fox, and the horse on TikTok today, and the art style was beautiful. It was just really cute. Yeah. And I'm glad that we're doing this in order, because now we get your category. Oh, yeah, my category. Okay, best animated feature film. The nominees are Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio, Marcel the Shell with Shoes On, Puss in Boots, The Last Wish. <laughs> what was that sigh about? The Sea Beast and Turning Red. This is one that gets the more streaming categories because we get Pinocchio streaming, The Sea Beast, also on Netflix, and Turning Red, <laughs> Disney Plus. The Sea Beast Puss apparently Puss in Boots probably coming to Peacock imminently. Sure. The Sea Beast is interesting because that's I think the surprise nominee. Yeah. Because I from what I understand. Netflix was actually pushing a different animated film to get nominated. Oh, really? Which one? Um, God, it's something about wind. Okay, um, I don't know. And that was the one that they put like the the FYC out for and all that sort of stuff. And yet the Academy nominated the Sea Beast as the net, wow. as the second Netflix uh, nominee here. Um, 
There was no Disney animated movie this year, huh? Uh, no, no, just Lightyear. Lightyear and yeah, uh, Turning Red. Well, well, they picked the right one of that. Well, uh, no, <laughs> babe. Oh no, Strange World does not count. <laughs> Jesus Christ. On Disney Plus right now. Um, Ugh. look. I, I'd be surprised if they put that in contention, like, at all. If they were just like, no, we know. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, This has got to be Pinocchio, yeah? I mean, we've heard nothing but great things about Puss in Boots. And I know people love Marcel the Shell. goddamn cat. There's, it has no reason to be good. And yet, people are telling us left and right. You're you're literally, like, a secondary character. It is, (laughs) it is the sequel to a spinoff. That was made 13 years ago. Yeah. Why is why did this movie get made, first of all? Secondly, why did we why even is it do good? the spin-off? Like what People like loved Antonio who Banderas? Cares? The movie was about Shrek. But it was about also oh, Poos in Boots. Okay. Anyway, moving on. Yeah, it'll go to Pinocchio. I I wanna I I like watching animated movies oh, yeah. and I wanna see that how this category plays out. Yeah, I think this is I one that we'll give no a full special episode for. I have friggin' interest to see Marcel the show with really? shoes on. Yeah. It was, it's, it, I thought it was like a cute. YouTube thing. It was. Yeah, so like, you know <laughs> what? Piss off, A24. Best visual effects nominees are All Quiet on the Western Front, Avatar The Way of Water, The Batman, uh, Black Panther Wakanda Forever, and Top Gun Maverick, if you're going to give Avatar a win, this might be the category it happens. Yeah. Um, Top Gun. If anything, like, I would say Black Panther's number two, just yeah. because, like, it's kind of the same thing. Look, I, this is, I want to get my Top Gun thought off right now here. The fact that it got nominated for Best Visual Effects, but not Cinematography, when the visual effects are the cinematography there's like two percent of digital effects in this movie they 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 split the camera up into small bits and attached it inside the cockpit of an f-12 15 and sent people up in the air and crafted a fucking amazing that movie lives because of how it was filmed because of the visual nature of it and you gave it best visual effects and not cinematography what are you what are we doing with that i just i'm I can't believe that for Top Gun. Because I think if it had been nominated in cinematography, it would win in a walk. I'm sure everything else looks beautiful. But in terms of achievements in cinematography, Top Gun Maverick was an achievement in cinematography this year. You good? Yeah. Okay. Next. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I think we, we've talked that category out. That's fine. Uh, we'll, we'll have more thoughts when we see All Quiet, I guess. Um, next is Best Production Design. The nominees are All Quiet on the Western Front, Avatar The Way of Water, Babylon, Elvis, and The Fablemans. Period piece, weird place, period piece, period piece, period piece. <sighs> uh, I, think, I think this is another one where you might see All Quiet get a, get a win. Yeah. Because um, like, for all of the things that are nice about Babylon, I don't know if the the production like yeah it's you made the 1930s Hollywood. You but made like, Paramount look like a studio. Well yeah, done. You made the Paramount lot look like the Paramount lot. Congratulations. <laughs> well, well, well done. I um, thought Elvis's production design was very good. Um, but we'll see. Yeah. I don't know. Another fascinating category, for many reasons. What do you got? Best original song. It's your turn. Oh, is it? Okay. I just did production design. You're right. <laughs> Best original song. Applause from Tell It Like a Woman uh, by Diane Warren. Hold My Hand from Top Gun Maverick by Lady Gaga. Lift Me Up from Black Panther Wakanda Forever by Rihanna. Natu Natu from RRR. This Is Life from Everything Everywhere All at Once. This is RRR's only nomination. Crazy. Like, having not seen it and seeing what it did at the Globes, Mm -hmm. crazy. Crazy. Like, the fact, I saw some, 
I didn't get a chance to dive into it too much. But the way that Best International Film works is that you don't get multiple entries from a single country. You get your country's film board nominates somebody. So I saw some sort of thing that somebody was complaining about how the Indian film board handled this. And so maybe that's a reason why it didn't get nominated. I don't know that for sure. But, you know, based on the videos I've seen of the song in the movie, you're kidding yourselves if the Oscars doesn't have a full-on song and dance of that. And you want to get rid of those performances. If we're going to do them, do them, I guess. But here's, here's my thing. Rihanna didn't win at the Golden Globes. I, you know, and you get these things where the, all these award shows tend to lean with songs that have actual impact in the film. Mm-hmm. And Not To Not To is the only one that does. So, like, if we're going off of that, I mean, then it should win. But if they want to, I feel to, like Rihanna's song is, is, I mean, it's not directly integral to the plot, but it's, this, but it's a credit song. It's this song about grief, and that's what that whole damn movie is. Yeah, no, I, I think it's a great song. I'm just it's saying, like, better, better credit song than the Lady Gaga thing, which oh. I couldn't sing three notes of if you had a gun to my head. No, it is certainly not uh, anything reminiscent of the original Top Gun soundtrack. Uh, I found this nomination funny also because every I saw so many headlines today tapping into that Rihanna SEO optimization of putting her in the headline or putting her photo. And it's like, yeah, Rihanna got nominated. Sure. But there's there's also, you know, the actual movie stars and movies that got nominated. Taylor still thirsting for that elusive Oscar. No, no nomination for All Too Well. Well, All Too Well didn't make the shortlist, but. Uh, Carolina did, but that song sucks. So, yeah, <laughs> I like. I'm surprised that they didn't nominate it just for the idea of getting Taylor at the show because they're not the Golden Globes. No, and I I don't know what this Diane Warren song is from, but it somebody mentioned that it's just another Diane Warren just sort of makes songs for a movie once a year and they always <laughs> get nominated. And it's like, well, what what is she doing exactly? Anyway, next up. Next up, Best International Feature Film. The nominees are All Quiet on the Western Front, Argentina, 1985, Close, EO, and The Quiet Girl. I guess I should say what country they're from. Sure. All Quiet on the Western Front is from Germany. Argentina, 1985 is from the Netherlands. I'm just kidding. (laughs) It's from Argentina. Um, Close is from Belgium. EO is from Poland, and The Quiet Girl is from Ireland. So Argentina 1985 won at the Globes. All Quiet on the Western Front seemed to dominate the BAFTA nominations. Um, I would be surprised because All Quiet on the Western Front got its Best Picture nomination that if it yeah. doesn't win here at the Oscars. That's what happened to Parasite. Yeah. If Parasite was... Nominated for Best International Film and Best Picture. It won International and then it won Best Picture. Yep. And it was a damn good movie. Yep. You've also had plenty of times. I, I've seen it once or twice where like, I, uh, you get something else wins Best International fil- Film while it beats out a Best Picture nominated film. And it's kind of weird. I, just, I saw people complaining about a snub here from um, uh, Decision to Leave from South Korea. Oh, I I, wow. I I haven't seen it. It was nominated at the Globes, yeah. not nominated here. So uh, interesting choice think there. Do you think that if a movie, if a movie wins Best International Film at the Oscars, should it get automatically grandfathered into the nominees for Best Picture, and then they just do like live voting in the audience? That would be too chaotic. <laughs> There's no way that they could pull that off smoothly without something wrong Collusion, happening. Collusion, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. That, it just but... seems wrong that like you can win best international film, but you're not like even considered for best picture. I'm glad that they've changed that up since Parasite. You know, we we had Parasite, Drive My Car, uh, All Quiet on the Western Front this year. Um, we're seeing more of that, and I think that's good. I'm still surprised that RRR isn't in here. Like. It was it was a phenomenon, yeah. like in the way that 
all everything everywhere all at once was it took over movie theaters it was kind of crazy yeah i don't know we'll see it'll probably be all quiet on the western front and if not that then argentina 1985 and that's probably it yeah best love ireland to win you would love that that would be nice interesting it's just weird that ireland is considered when it's like it's an english-speaking film or maybe they speak gaelic in that film i actually don't know they probably speak irish right which is gaelic (laughs) best film editing also sometimes known as most film editing (laughs) uh (laughs) elvis everything everywhere all at once tar and Top Gun Maverick. I say that because that was the joke when uh, Bohemian Rhapsody won for best film editing, and people were like, yeah, they sure did edit a lot of that movie. <laughs> Correct. Just... So this is another one where I think Top Gun has a really damn good shot. Um, I, would, I wouldn't be surprised if everything everywhere got yeah. this because of tra- you know kind of chopping together between the, the multiverses, yeah. but we'll have a better thought of that when we see it, too, of course. Um, editing for elvis eh. Eh. i mean again that is the bohemian rhapsody level of editing we're like yeah, yeah they they sure edited that film it was lot. still long as shit they could have edited more also true. <laughs> um another couple rounds of things we haven't seen and maybe won't best documentary short film um the elephant whispers how do i say that call out call out how do you measure a year the Martha Mitchell effect. Stranger at the gate are your nominees. Sure. Good luck to him. <laughs> you have to pick one. Elephant whispers. I'm going to do the Martha Mitchell effect. All right. Who is she? I hope she's not a murderer. <laughs> Best documentary feature film. All that. I have breeze. a front runner here. All the beauty in the bloodshed. Fire of Love, A House Made of Splinters, and Navalny. Fire of Love we've heard about. I'd be lying if I didn't say that House of Splinters intrigues me. Like, (laughs) what is that honestly about? Woodworking? Maybe. (laughs) We have Um, seen Fire of Love. I was waiting for a movie. I think think it was one of the times where, like, we went and saw different Mm -hmm. things. And I saw a trailer for it, like, waiting for my movie and it's about these two people who fall in love with volcanoes and they went on this trip and then no one ever saw them again yeah they they died (laughs) how they lived by volcanoes by volcanoes um i've heard navalny is also interesting that's about um uh vladimir putin's uh main adversary over in russia oh the guy in jail yeah i bet that's heavy yeah oof okay up next best cinematography do i need to go through this you already kind of did your rant i mean i did my rant top gun should be in this the nominees are it's a it's a crime that it's all not. quiet on the western front bardo false chronicle of a handful of truths elvis empire of light tar we should almost just try and seek out Bardo because what the hell is this movie <laughs> that I've, that got its spot it, that got Top Gun spot given to? Oh, I heard this movie sucks. Bardo? Yeah. Really? Yeah. What's it about? No idea. But How heard, do you know it sucks then? Because a movie reviewer I follow was like, "Bardo sure was a film." Because <laughs> <laughs> he he was one of those he was excited for it. He was just like, "Yeah." Oh, I want to Google it. Uh, no, no idea what it's about. I, again, when it comes to the cinematography, I, I would, again, based on just the trailers alone, I think All Quiet on the Western Front might be your front runner. Um, A renowned Mexican journalist and document, documentary filmmaker returns home and works through an existential crisis as he grapples with his identity, familial relationships, and the folly of his memories. Sounds lame as hell. <laughs> Sounds complicated for just no too reason. too in depth than what I ever want to do. Yeah, no thanks. Um, yeah, don't really have any other thoughts on those. We haven't seen most of these yet. One of those, one of the few nominations, the only one for Empire of Light, which was tabbed as uh, the Olivia Coleman vehicle. For That's the year. right. She and didn't even get no. Well, 
spoilers, Olivia Coleman did not get nominated. No, I, I and from what I understand, it's um, it's just not very good, and she is fine, but not like her normal level. Okay, it's Roger Deakins is a well known cinematographer, so I mean that's probably why that gets in there. Probably takes Top Gun spot. Anyway, uh, next up is best original screenplay. The Banshees of Inishirin, Everything Everywhere All at Once, The Fablemans, Tar, and Triangle of Sadness. Uh, again, all Best Picture nominees and uh, tracks. Best Original Screenplay is going to get you yeah, the Best Picture look. It better be a good movie if it's... <laughs> it better be written well if it's a good movie. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, we'll discuss that in the indeed. next category. Indeed. Um, uh, I think Banshees is probably the favorite there because it won at the Globes, correct? I think so. Um, yeah. Okay. Um, I don't know. If anything upsets it, maybe the Fablemans. Yeah. I don't well, know. We'll everything everywhere, see. possibly. Next up. Best Adapted Screenplay. <laughs> the nominees are All Quiet on the Western Front. Glass Onion, A Knives Out Mystery, mm-hmm. Academy Award nominee. Mm-hmm. Well, not, the original Knives Out got an original screenplay nomination. Living, Top Gun Maverick, <laughs> which has like 300 people credited as the nominees. Three, three writers and two story credits, yeah. And finally, Women Talking. Yeah, Top Gun as an adapted screenplay. Its script is basically just ah, movie reference. Talk to me, Goose. Talk to me, Goose. God damn it, Maverick. That's great balls of fire. How? How? Like, is there just like a a, a small amount of adapted nominees this year? Two way football. Oh my god, I can't with the offense and defense at the same time. That doesn't make any sense. Um, it's it's award worthy. Sure. Look, it's it's interesting because like Glass Onion gets nominated. Uh, it's a, it goes into the adapted category because it is now a sequel, which means that it's based on previous characters that exist. When it was nominated for best original screenplay as Knives Out, um, Quiet on the Western Front, obviously a book, Top Gun Maverick, nonsense, a sequel, uh, Women Talking based on a play. And interesting, you know, Women Talking was one that. People had a lot of high regard for. Yeah. That they thought this was going to be one of the sleepers that's going to get a whole bunch of acting nominees and, and directors. And it's just got best picture and it's got best original screenplay. And that's it. I have expectations of it being decent. Um, to be honest. So I don't know. We'll yeah. see. No, I'm 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 curious to it's see. It sure as hell is not going to be the two movies from this category we've actually seen. Those no. are not winning, and no. if they are, the system is more broken than we thought. Yeah, it it probably should be women talking or all quiet, but you know we'll we'll see what all quiet's like when we when we see it. Um, yeah, I, I, if it if if Top Gun wins this, they should just stop giving out Oscars. Honestly. <laughs> Just wow. no, no more. All right. Best supporting actress. Now we get we to are moving the, into the performance category. The last big four. Best supporting actress. Angela Bassett for Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Hong Chow for The Whale. Carrie Condon, Banshees of Inishirin. Jamie Lee Curtis, Everything Everywhere All at Once. And Stephanie Chu, Everything Everywhere All at Once. Wow. This is probably still Angela Bassett's category. I feel like this is like the tightest race so far. Really? You think so? I feel like it could go either way. Any, well, anyway, really. I, I like the addition of Hong Chow because she wasn't. Love that. She was so good in the way. She whale. wasn't nominated at the Globes. No. Um, but we've, we've seen her now in two things, in the whale and in uh, the menu. And I, I hadn't, I, I don't recall seeing her before, but. Both those times, she was she kind of blew me away with how good she was. What a year! So happy for for her to get this recognition here because she deserves it. And you know, one of the few things for the whale again. But uh, you know, if we're gonna give it to more than just the the lead and the prosthetics, 
she's more than deserving uh, of a nomination there. So that's that's great. If I had to peg a winner, I'd still say it's Angela Bassett. I don't think that there's anything that has taken away from that. Uh, maybe Carrie Condon. I've I've heard some mm-hmm. swell for her, but Jamie Lee Curtis and Stephanie Hsu will probably split whatever uh, support there would be for that movie. Um, so I would probably go Angela Bassett if I had to I mark somebody. Will be so amazed if a Marvel movie gets an Academy Award for acting. Acting. And they killed her off. Well, that's <laughs> why she was so phenomenal. She went down in, in flames. Oh gosh. Or she went down in water, I guess. She did. Do you want to do the next one too? <laughs> sure. Okay, I'll do uh, the next two. Uh best supporting actor. Brendan Gleason, the Banshees of Inishiran. Brian Tyree Henry for Causeway. Judd Hirsch for the Fablemans. Barry Keoghan for Banshees of Inishiran. Kihue Kwan for Everything Everywhere All at once look at that our little data short round probably gonna win an oscar riding that renaissance wave that's well awesome done. like it, it good i like the um a bit of a surprise that judd hirsch got a nomination and brian, brian tyree, tyree henry. henry people in the room gasped yeah that's that's great like th- i'm glad to see them get the representation because they've i mean judd hirsch has been a phenomenal actor for so many years and brian tyree henry has Become one of my favorite uh, yeah. actors over He's the last so several years. So fun with those Thomas the Tank Engine stickers. <laughs> yes, not not in the movies in, but um, yeah, pro- I you know, I would I want to make give some spice here, but uh, it's probably Kihui Kwan, and that's uh, and that's just fine. We're good, okay good with that. All right, now the 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 final two, the uh, the the best uh, performance. Final two for performance. Oh right, we do have one more. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> Okay, best lead actress in a motion picture, and the nominees are Kate Blanchett for Tar. Yep. Anna de Armas for Blonde. What? Andrea Riseborough from Two Leslie. What? Michelle Williams, The Fablemans, and Michelle Yeoh, Everything Everywhere All at Once. The fact that Anna DeArmas got her Anna Oscar nomination. Fucking DeArmas gets an Oscar nomination. That's crazy. What? That's crazy, especially for that movie. That's the only move. That's the only thing sh- that's been nominated for that movie. Mm-hmm. Like, you want to talk about like hair and makeup nominations? Sure. Like she, do- I'm not gonna lie to you. She does look like her. Mm-hmm. But like when she opens her mouth, it, what the hell? It, 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 one of the strangest. I'm getting flashbacks to Colin Farrell saying, using his speech time to say how amazing she was. And I just don't get it. I, yeah. I don't get it. Now, to, to be fair, we have not seen the full movie, but there is nothing that I have seen that may, may ever make me want to watch the full movie. No. Unless she wins. If she somehow upsets Kate <laughs> Blanchett, then it's like, well, fuck, I guess we got to go watch we this. We clearly thing. are so bad at this. Yeah, I, but, uh, yeah. So, Kate Blanchett's still probably the runaway favorite. Everything. But every other nominee in this category leaps and bounds, mm-hmm. leaps and freaking bounds mm-hmm. better. And the, I haven't even seen them. Yeah. The, like Kate Blanchett, just a list heavy hitter. She's going to be in the conversation. Andrea Riseborough is getting all of the love on film Twitter right now. This is such an interesting thing. It's so, so wild. I learned. Part of the thing I learned today was I, I had heard the other day about this kind of backdoor campaign for her that was started by some celebrities, actors mm-hmm. tweeting and posting on Instagram. I learned further today that the f- studio didn't make this push for her. No. She self-funded her own Oscar campaign, used her own network of contacts to get all of her actor friends to, you know, uh, prof, prof, profit for this movie and it's resulted in an Oscar nomination for a movie 12 people have seen more more I, now it's I think probably it's like, been like 30 now right well <laughs> right I saw a couple of people that were like okay I guess I have to watch this movie this morning at 6 a.m and some people did um everybody I've seen talk about it say that it's just it's amazing yeah 
So out of, out of nowhere. That one I'm probably going to I'm probably going to take the time to track down and see mm-hmm. independently. Um but I I don't know. Um Michelle Williams probably not. Michelle Yeoh a strong contender too. Yeah. The contenders are Kate Blanchett and Michelle Yeoh from from all um uh considerations, but Kate Blanchett has been pegged for this for months. So I I would be surprised if it's not Kate Blanchett. Yeah. If it's not, that would probably be a true surprise. But like we said, there's other valuable nominees here like Michelle Yeoh or even Andrea Riseborough. Maybe this late push takes people by storm during the voting window. And again, don't forget the ranked choice thing. Yep. So. Yep. If people are split between Kate and Michelle Yeoh, could go to number two. If she got nominated because of other actors. Yeah. When it's actors voting on it. Yeah, that's a good point. Who knows? Okay. Last one for me, best lead actor in a motion picture. The nominees are Austin Butler for Elvis. Oh, Mama, I got nominated for an Oscar. Colin Farrell, The Banshees of Inishirin, Brendan Fraser, The Whale, Paul Mescal, After Sun, Bill Nye, Living. All of these pretty foretold ahead of time. Uh, Paul Mescal, I guess, is the... Uh, surprise nomination of the five and uh it's this is an interesting spot now because brendan fraser didn't win at the oscar or at the golden globes no well we knew that was gonna happen. right did he not win at the golden globes because of his history with the golden globes or did people just legitimately think that colin farrell was better well i guess oh, they, I were just, they were in separate categories fully believe that the HFPA was like, F this guy. Yeah. Well, I sorry. Austin Butler won over him at the Globes, not yeah. Colin Farrell. Um, do you think Austin Butler has a legitimate shot to actually take the Oscar? Unfortunately, I do. <sighs> That's wild. Unfortunately, Again, I do. he was really good. It's just, it's weird that he hasn't been able to turn it off. Yeah. And I know that doesn't affect. part of his DNA now. That shouldn't affect me considering his performance, but like. <laughs> It sort of does. It's really weird. Um, I've heard nothing but great things about Colin Farrell. I would love a Colin Farrell win as an, for an Oscar. That's a guy that I've loved forever. Good Irish boy. Uh, but I, I mean, want, Brendan Bridget I mean, Fraser was a, was a powerhouse in that movie. He, too, so. he is the reason people talk about that movie. His mm-hmm. performance is the reason people talk about that movie. I mean, in a positive way. People talk about it, about how, like, bad the portrayal, not the portrayal, but, like, there are some problematic the things The controversy to that of how obesity yes. is portrayed, yeah. Yes. However, you cannot deny that his performance is freaking, freaking amazing. As we said, when we watched it and when we talked, I think we talked a little bit more of the Globes, there's just, yes, he does some big things, and I'm sure that that's the, the clip they'll use is him yelling about it. He just wants to do one good thing. I think he does so many little subtle things with his eyes, with his face that beyond the prosthetics, uh, he really embodied that, that performance. And, uh, I like, again, I think I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be mad if it's Frazier or Farrell. I would be a little taken for a turn if it's Austin Butler. I'll be devastated if it's Austin Butler, yeah, but I can't rule him out, especially knowing that Rami Malik won for um Freddie Mercury. Mm-hmm. But um Eggsy lost Rocketman. Yeah. Or was he even nominated? No. Yeah. I so, don't think so I mean, considering that Austin Butler is nominated this time. And that's another one that has legs. That one came out in the summer, remember? Yeah, same. And same we edit. were we were iffy if that would carry over this long. I remember and we asked obviously that question. It did. Yeah. And maybe that's the lot. Maybe that's why he's got the accent going because every time they talk to him, sure, it's like, yeah. oh, you still got the Elvis, and that that we've cracked. I it. need an interview with him on March thirteenth. Yeah. What does he sound like on March thirteenth? He's gonna sound like a California server boy. Kid from Anaheim. All right, final category, uh, the largest of the single-person nominees. Well, not not even single-person. Best Director, Martin McDonough for Banshees of Inishirin. The Daniels, Daniel Kwan and Daniel Scheinert for Everything Everywhere All at Once. Steven Spielberg, ever heard of him? The Fablemans. Todd Field for Tar. 
and Ruben Ostland for Triangle of Sadness. This, again, is a, co- a category that, like in many years past, has produced controversy. Indeed. No female directors? Nope. No, only one director of color, and that's and only half of the nomination. And he's got to share it with a white guy. Yeah. <laughs> um, look, I, I thought, from what I understand, like people were fully expecting... Uh, a nomination for the women talking director at the very least. And this is, it's, it's quite surprising because we had two women directors wait in the past two years. One of those women directors was a repeat winner, Jane Campion. Mm-hmm. But in the history of the Oscars, there's still only been six women nominated for best director. That's disgusting, which is kind of <laughs> wild. And it's not like there wasn't nominees to have this year, but that's just not how the, the nomination shook out and uh, you know, there's a, a pretty good representation in almost every other category um, in terms of there's, people of color and women there. Yeah. But not for director. Who's going to win. Boo. So Spielberg won at the Globes. For, Did he? For, I don't know if he won. I forget if that category I thought it split won up be- or not. I know it won Best Picture Drama. He won Director, though. Okay. He did. Um, I, I, as much as I would love to give Spielberg a, another Oscar, if I had to peg somebody right now, I might do Everything Everywhere all at once. Yeah. Or Martin McDonough for Banshees. Yeah. But again, we haven't seen... Any of these films. Again, it's all based um, on vibe check. I, I vibe agree check, with trailers, you. Trailers, discussions. Um, not a bad gig for James Cameron to show up, <laughs> get dressed up, look all nice, yeah. get wined and dined, because you know he's not winning that shit. <laughs> yeah. He's not. I, no, he's not. Curious that he wasn't nominated, but also makes sense why he wasn't nominated. Yeah. Because. Avatar, again, visually stunning. As a movie, eh, it's fine. It's a, it's a great experience in a theater, but it's not. Uh... We'll do, so we'll do, those are all the nominees. Those are all the nominees. We should definitely do a follow-up to this episode once we see everything we want to see. Oh, 100%. We will do a predictions pod, uh, you know, right before the Oscars. We have uh, like a month and 10 days or so to to get all these best picture nominees under our belt at the very least. Um, I would love to have the the time to take in every single nominee, but I just don't think that's, you know, that's just not possible for us. I mean, Jessica does it. More power to her. We can find and you got to find the screenings and you got to do the work, especially for things like documentary shorts and yeah and the foreign ones she's found a way i want to i want (laughs) to shout out because we did get some responses to our social media posts so i want to read through some of those um top gun maverick is what a movie experience is supposed to be it wasn't all computers and special effects it was a movie through and through elvis was an incredible look into an amazing man's history and was entertaining modern and factual uh in my opinion these are the only two that should be considered um i will push back on elvis being factual because there is <laughs> things that are not. Um, it does expose some truths, though. Some, but it also kind of glosses over those truths that it exposed to kind of just like, yeah, he did this, but also we're just going to keep going. Um, and uh, you heard my rant on Top Gun. Yeah, it wasn't all computers, and it should have been nominated in cinematography. So, you know, that's Who was that. that from? That was from uh, Christina. Wonderful. Thank Let's you. Let's go over to our a.z underscore movie review. Uh, this one is to, to Alex from Ashley. Uh, we just watched everything everywhere all at once. Text me. Did you text her? Uh, I thought that meant that I should text her once I've seen it. Okay. Well, but I will text her. We'll see. <laughs> and then uh, from our good friend Lillian, I loved Banshees. And we'll, uh, we'll get her Zach to Zach probably it. will too. Yeah, it's a, I mean, it's it's a movie set in Ireland, acted by Irish people, directed by an Irishman. Like, I loved Belfast last year, but even that, while I liked it for other reasons, it is still a Northern Irish story that I don't necessarily relate to. But it did have 
the Catholic side of things, wow. which I do relate to. So it did wow. have both sides there. But a so, true I mean, you love Dairy Girls. That was Northern Ireland. But they were the Catholics. <laughs> I, I sided with them. <laughs> that film's going to be a massive roid. Stop it. Massive oh, roid. Stop. Um, all right. So that is uh, all the nominees. That is all of our comments that we have for now. We have homework. We have so plenty. So we will get sure. cracking. I did make a list of where we can find the best picture nominees for the stuff we haven't seen. We'll publish that too in case you're interested. If yeah, you're not I think sure. that'd be useful. Um, but yeah, so if we're not streaming it, we will be heading to the theater. And maybe if you're doing what we're doing, we'll, we'll see, see you at the, at the movies. movies.